0: I'm getting ready to to fly tomorrow, so I still need to pack. And, uh, Where
1: are you flying to?
0: Flying to to Rome.
1: Oh, that sounds like fun.
0: Yeah, well, I'm actually I'm not going for fun. It's because I I I was I was living uh, near Rome. Okay. Until recently, and uh, we just moved to Norway, so I'm going there to get. Get my stuff more or less.
1: <laughs> okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Hey, quick question before we get started. This is gonna sound lame, but I just want to nail down a couple things. Okay. How do I
0: pronounce your name? Uh, so my name is Giorgio, uh, but you, you can call me George. If, if G- it's
1: George,
0: George, it's okay.
1: Okay. That will probably be easier for me, just so I don't I don't yeah. get bogged up trying to remember that. Um, yeah, and anyway,
0: I usually do that with, uh, with other people as well.
1: Okay, so that's awesome.
0: English speaking, yes.
1: <laughs> okay. <clears throat> well, your English is very impressive, I must say. My English? Yes.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, thank you.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: That's many In... Many problems, but uh, yeah, I can I can speak. I, I I'm able to. I I studied, you know, I studied philosophy in English, so I can I can speak, but not uh, as other people because I just know the philosophical uh, terminology, and sometimes I struggle with, to express like normal things that would be easier for me in Italian or Norwegian. I'm half Italian, half Norwegian. Uh, okay.
1: Okay, so that makes sense, half Italian, half Norwegian, and you speak, uh, I don't want to say, you're pretty fluent in English, it sounds like, that's awesome. Um, If there's anything, you know, I can do to help illuminate some words, let me know. But I did just, I'll be honest, you know, we're more of kind of like a laughing comedy podcast, and so I did just some like baby research the last two days on a... Correct me on the pronunciation here. Epistemology?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, so I don't know. Epistemology, I think that's how they say it. Um, okay. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. No, dude, that was very interesting to me. So I kind of like, you know, did some some real rudimentary kind <clears> of <throat> research, and I have some questions. I'd obviously love to ask you about that.
0: Yeah. So yeah, you were talking about laughing, and that's actually uh, what I'm I'm all about these days. I'm interested in finding out I can do philosophy and bring philosophy to people, well, uh, through entertainment and comedy. You know, so um, I've always thought about philosophy and I've studied philosophy, but I'm not an expert in entertaining people or producing stuff um, for people to see. So, but that's what I want to do now. I want to try to uh, combine those things. I think philosophy and comedy go very well together.
1: So. Well, comedy is obviously a language of all the people. Um, and I think sometimes philosophy tends to get a little deep and heavy for the average person. So if you can add a comedic element, like you were saying, almost a feat of entertainment, it makes it almost more accessible and reachable to an average person.
0: Exactly, and my opinion <laughs> is that the philosophy is inaccessible because the it's kind of on purpose. I think that it doesn't have to be. Um, maybe some things in philosophy have to be very technical and just for a few, you know, uh, few nerds. But I don't think most most things in philosophy are are pretty straightforward and easy. And and nobody really has the answers, you know. So it's it's just about asking the questions and. You know, you, you can try to guess what the truth is, but you, you're not really going to to find it for for sure. You know? At least most people <laughs> don't or don't think.
1: Absolutely, no, that's when awesome. They I'm... Uh, when they do philosophy,
0: uh, so I, I don't think it should be like that. I, I think I think that people in the in the university make it harder than than it should be. Make it more difficult. Absol-
1: oh, for sure, they kind mm, <clears> of. <throat> they kind of conflate it with almost some things that are too too big of ideas and make it inaccessible like yeah. you were saying.
0: Yeah.
1: Awesome, dude. Well, I think this is going to work out real well. Yeah, so, so
0: I I don't know much about you. Uh,
1: so I'm
0: I, I you are American, right? That's American.
1: Yes. I yes, I live in the US um I actually studied at University Geology and Math. (laughs) Um, And upon graduating, kind of realized I didn't really want to pursue those in a professional career. Um, So now I'm kind of trying to figure out my next step. We're here doing a podcast with me and a couple of my buddies who are usually here but they were unavailable today Hello? um yeah. oh are you can you hear me did we
0: yeah it was it was just a moment the sound, the
1: sound. okay no you're so good I'm... um it might happen with our discord call every once in a while but uh looks on my end like our connection's pretty good <clears throat> anyways um yeah, I just I have a geology and math degree and didn't know what to do with them and am trying to figure out my next step. And we have been doing a podcast for a while. It's the Prepared for Nothing podcast. Um, one of the things we try and do is. Bring some comedy and some light into some of those daily situations that you don't feel you were prepared for. As a person specifically, um, we don't specifically stick to that. We try and just talk about talk about almost anything and how uh, try and put a little bit of a funny spin on it. Yeah. So
0: no, I was actually trying to think about that. I don't. I don't know if we're still uh, just uh, talking or if we just started uh, with um, with uh, with podcast already. But uh, I don't. I wanted to ask you about the name uh, of your podcast, prepared for nothing. Uh, and then you gave me this question that you you want to ask me. if There's something I wasn't prepared for.
1: Yeah. So I the the premise of before I even started this podcast, I was thinking about how. And I don't know if this is similar for your life, but in my life, there's a lot of adult things, a whole lot of shit that I feel like I was never never prepared for. And you just got to kind of like take on face value every day and being able to just talk about some of those things, being able to laugh about stuff, just kind of spawned the name. I thought the name was pretty creative. Um, and we've just kind of been running with it.
0: Yeah, the life is kind of like that. I think that. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, in Italy also we have an expression, um, l'arte di arrangiarsi. Okay. Arrangiarsi uh, is to arrange yourself. So it's kind of to improvise or to, I don't know how you say it, to, to, to wing it, to sing it. Or what do you say in English? Yeah, to wing it. To wing it. And yep. uh yeah, and actually like life you most things you have to wing it because if you don't know how to wing stuff um probably it's not going to go it's not going to go well, you know, because you have to to deal with stuff that suddenly pop up and you don't know uh before what's going to happen. You're not going to be prepared. You're not going to get
1: uh, no, absolutely instructions,
0: not. Instructions you know, to to solve the problems that <clears throat>
1: No, and you just gotta you gotta figure it out right there in the moment. So that was yeah, kind of the.
0: You might be able to escape that if you have some kind of authority or somebody else telling you um, everything you need to think and do, and you're just following that blindly and trusting it hundred percent. Then you might uh, not feel unprepared. But uh, if you're questioning things even a little bit, you realize that you not you don't really know and. Oh, also, the people that might give you advice are not are not necessarily uh, guaranteed to, to tell you the right thing. So, Right. Yeah. You need to try. Ab- to,
1: um... Absolutely. And that was kind of the basis of how we started this whole thing. It is kind of more veered to just kind of being a little bit of serious, a little bit of funny kind of break away from the day.
0: I'm a, I'm a big Steinfeld fan. I don't know if you're familiar with Seinfeld.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely, I am.
0: The, yeah, yeah. so. Um,
1: Is there any other? Are there any other like uh, prominent comedians that you're a fan of? Just
0: curious. Well, uh, comedians. Uh, yeah. I I really like uh, some of the old Italian comedians. Okay. Uh, used to make movies. Uh, okay. Comedians, yes, I have sympathy for many of them. This was a question I was unprepared for.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: Comedians. I've been watching so many people, you know. But if I have to pick out one, uh, I was I was a big uh, fan of uh, what's his name again? I can I I can't forget his name. Jim Carrey. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah, and uh, also I think that. Uh, What's the name of the other guy? The one that made the Borat and the Ali G? Sasha. Sasha Baron
1: Cohen. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, and stand-up comedians. There are many things that are good. Uh, also, I I like the some stand-up comedians that probably uh, are just like for for Italians or Italian Americans because they they joke about uh, the old. You know dialects and how uh, our grandfathers used to be, and uh, <laughs> <you> know, <having laughs> that's with, awesome. Family um, from Calabria and remembering you know, my grandparents and these things. Uh, so there's also a lot of you know things that are kind of like you have to have the reference to understand the, the humor. The same is with translation. Translating these old Italian comedies, it's it's impossible, you know, because there's so many references to culture and language and things that. It wouldn't really be funny if you translate it. So,
1: well, exactly, and so many things are in the nuance of the language that not only just in like the culture stuff, but in the nuance of the words doesn't translate as well in a joke uh, yeah. once it's translated.
0: So I, I've learned. I learned a lot about American culture. In a sense, you can say that we're all a bit American in, in Europe as well because we grew up with the American movies. So I have, a, I have a greater culture of movies, American movies, than I have American comedians. But I okay. have yeah, some of them. Like the last time I was watching uh, one stand-up comedian named George Carlin. I think he's dead.
1: Yes, he's, he's great.
0: Yeah, I think he really has some, some nice stuff. And, uh, and certainly I, I miss that kind of uh, humor because it's, it's um, very rare. Uh, he I was like very
1: that... sorry I interrupted you sorry no
0: he's problem. very no,
1: cerebral he's very cerebral with his jokes and he's very funny but talks about some real topics at the same time and Yeah,
0: he's that... actually doing a kind of philosophy uh, yes
1: that's... and that's exactly like we were talking about earlier when you're almost combining that philosophy and comedy and making it accessible to people
0: Yes, absolutely. That, that That's what I want to do. That's my, my goal now.
1: Awesome. Well, we're going to probably yeah, use most be, of that. Wrong. Good. Hey,
0: I'm going to officially... I think that I am uh, okay as a, as a philosopher. I, I need to improve uh, on the comedy side, you know? learning how to be funnier, and also uh, to loosen up... Uh, getting nervous or shy in the situation for example like this one Uh, i
1: was gonna i was gonna ask you that where like um you know you messaged me a while ago to to be on this and you are truthfully our first guest of somebody that's not like kind of somebody already in my inner circle of friends and i was kind of curious what inspired you to reach out
0: Well, I'm not sure. I I don't even remember specifically.
1: uh, (laughs) Okay, that's awesome.
0: But uh, it was um, was new on Instagram. I I actually haven't been on social media uh, at all. Uh, I started maybe a couple of years ago. Okay. uh, Because I had a long time uh, when I was uh, studying philosophy. Uh, I got married and I, I got children. Got three children, and those years I actually threw out the television. I wasn't uh, using any kind of, uh, wasn't even like living the, the world. <laughs> I was just, you know, in my little uh, little world with my, my wife uh, and what was going on there, studying philosophy, reading books. Uh, at least, like, the newest things I read was maybe 2000 years old, 1500 years old. <laughs> 1, oh, wow. I, I wasn't really like watching the news or, or like following any. Thing. But then after this uh, uh, pandemic, Corona thing started, I started following the news to try to understand what was going on and uh, be kind of like you know, updated to know what, what I should do. So, That's smart. Then I got involved again. And then uh, also that this idea that I, had, that I wanted to bring philosophy to people through entertainment. Uh, I started this Instagram account. So I started, you know, looking at these things to try to find. Because you can't find people on the street anymore. You, know? you have to find them. Online,
1: absolutely.
0: And and, uh, and you were a podcast, had a cool name, so I just kind of uh, sent you a message. Nothing. About-
1: <laughs> I'll be honest with you, when I uh, when I received your your first message, my my co-host and my producer were a little bit like, this is just some random dude. He's probably a bot. Even like you shouldn't go through with this. And I told him I don't know why. I just am getting this good feeling that I should go with it. Yeah. and and here we are i'm happy about it <laughs> all right well we're gonna use pretty much all of so that I, I anyways the
0: rank guy, but I'm, not, I'm not a bot
1: <laughs> that is good that is good yeah um
0: so it's, it's i'm an, a bit like Seinfeld right uh, a show about nothing so a podcast about nothing but, uh, oh,
1: it's an absolutely a podcast about nothing And I'm glad we're here to actually talk about something serious yeah. On that note, prepared for nothing podcast everybody uh, Justin here in the US We got George uh, in Oslo, right?
0: Hello, yes, I'm in Oslo
1: Awesome Well, you probably heard the, the background um, Let's let's talk about a little bit why we're here when i messaged you after we kind of decided to go with this you brought up the topic of epistemology yes. um is this is this something that you learned when you were in you said you were in school um i'm assuming that's where it came from
0: yeah school i always call uh, the university the school and right and many people correct me what you still go To school, so yes. I went to school, but they—they uh, they are distinguishing between the school and the university. For me, it's all the same thing, so I just call it the school. Uh, yeah, I, I, I actually I, didn't learn about epistemology before I was at the university. That was the first time I—I I, I heard about this—this uh, this term, epistemology.
1: Okay, will you give me like a, uh, like an explaining, like you're trying to explain it to a five-year-old, like base, very intro definition of what that means.
0: Yeah. So epistemology is the the study of knowledge.
1: Okay. And is it the study so of like the you're
0: asking uh, what is knowledge and uh, and how do you get it?
1: Awesome. Yeah. Um, is there a general consensus on the answer to those questions, or is it kind of like an ever evolving thing?
0: Well, it, it's pretty interesting because there is a kind of consensus in the academic community, even internationally, uh, about what uh, knowledge is not, after a pretty short article by a philosopher called Gettier, and he proved in this article that uh, the conventional definition of knowledge that was uh, a justified true belief uh, was incorrect. And as far as I know, most philosophers agree that 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 definition is incorrect. Okay. That makes sense. I don't think think that that, that there is a big consensus about anything else, but uh, I think they've agreed. Uh, and That's one of the big achievements of philosophy that they are proud about, because everybody pretty much agrees that um, it's not enough for something to be a justified true belief for it to be knowledge. And then it depends, you know, because it depends what you mean by knowledge. And that's always the interesting thing in philosophy. So,
1: I remember when I was reading just the basis of it, um, that there are kind of like, uh, let me pull it back up here, three basic, um, like, tenets to epistemology, that you have to have justification, rational belief, well, yes, we're, we're and... Go ahead, please.
0: Yeah, and 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 truth, right?
1: Truth. Yes, that, that's the that third be one.
0: True. For it to be knowledge, uh, so it's not knowledge unless it is it is actually corresponding to to the world in some way.
1: Right, and then there's a part. There's an aspect of it that you have to believe in it as well, right?
0: Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Then, okay and then the third part is how you, how you got uh, that belief so how you, you, you formed it so if you have a belief uh, that you have so you believe it and it's true if you've if you got it the wrong way many people would say that it's not true knowledge because you're actually being deceived or the reason you believe it is not uh, is not right so kind of
1: so the intention the intention and the like, uh, the note of which the knowledge gets transferred to you is also important in all and everything. Wow,
0: yeah. So, for example, if I tell you, I know that uh, your great great grandfather liked uh, shrimps because I am kind of uh, what you say, like uh, not a witch because that's a female, but I'm uh, uh, uh
1: you, you're you're a psychic almost, you you psychic, can,
0: yeah, yeah. so. So if you believe me, even if it's true that this person likes shrimps, you kind of believe okay. based on something wrong, a deception or something. And so, so you, your source of knowledge is not... Uh, the, so your knowledge, your belief is not justified in the right way. Um, <laughs> so these three components are, yeah, are usually thought of as, uh, as uh, basic components of knowledge.
1: Do you know, can I tell you something honestly? Mm-hmm. Yes. My grandpa loved shrimps. So you yeah. just predicted that shit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you
0: see, I didn't even know it. <laughs>
1: That's what I'm saying. You said that I was just laughing because I totally understood your analogy. And in the back of my head, I'm like, damn, he actually really did love shrimps.
0: Yeah, but would uh, would you say that I knew that? Like, I didn't actually know that. Like right? this.
1: No, because you 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 just kind of throw that out there as a joke, as a guess, and it can be correct. No, I totally that's what I was saying. I I totally got the uh yeah. the point that was being made. I was just laughing in the back of my head. Like hey, you picked a good one because it's true. Yeah.
0: So, so I, I'm not I'm not actually sure if we should go along with with that uh, definition of knowledge because I think that very little remains and 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 i think that i've been influenced by that so i think that this is knowledge and uh, i kind of you know, remain without any any knowledge uh, because i have to, to to follow this definition in a sense uh, you know
1: there's a, a famous u.s uh, astrophysicist neil degrasse tyson and one thing he said that stuck with me when i was a kid was just the smarter you get the more you understand how much you don't know and i'm yeah. starting i'm starting to realize that you know as i'm getting older as i was going through schooling you know what i mean it's just essentially opening your mind up to how much you don't know
0: yes exactly so th- that's um uh, that's where i am uh, at this point that, uh, And very conscious of not knowing things. And uh, I find that, like, personally, I think that this is actually a a very great achievement. But uh, practically, it doesn't bring you very much uh, benefit uh, in some areas of it. Do
1: you think it might help?
0: I think that there is a problem. that If you're not, you don't have a way to... Yes?
1: Go ahead. Keep going. Keep going.
0: No, uh, I. it's okay. Just go on. I kind of lost it.
1: No, it's, I was just saying, do you think that might help um, in a way push some ego away? If you are somewhat aware of how much you don't know, it might make you, uh, in certain scenarios, more willing to learn and not feel as um pompous about what you do know already
0: yeah i think that absolutely in some sense you get you get uh, more humble and you realize your limitations but in another sense you do not necessarily need to become um uh, this very you know controlled uh, uh, humble person because sometimes uh, at least in my experience you, you you are faced with some choice right so you need you need to act and not acting is also a choice. Right. Absolutely. And um, what you believe is true. It's relevant, right? So, so if you don't know and you don't have any convictions and don't think that you're right about something, you think that everything is uh, so uncertain, then it's harder for you to choose. And at the end, you have to choose anyway. And then you can be, become pretty defensive about what you choose just because you're conscious about choosing something that you don't really know. Uh, um whether it's going to be good or what. You don't really know what you're choosing if, if, if you're aware of, of your ignorance. You know. um, so you're
1: saying there's essentially there's a balance between um, having convictions in what you believe but also being realistic with yourself about the knowledge you don't have?
0: Yeah, I think that, uh, that for example, one, one example we could take is the the consequences of our actions, for example. I think that okay. we, are not, we are not able to determine very well what the consequences would be, at least not long-term, from our actions. Um, right. And uh, and that means that either you, you, you become very uncertain about what to do, or you have to find another way to decide uh, how to act. So if you're not able to estimate what the outcome would be, you need to, to decide what to do in another way. And, uh, and that could be a challenge. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I, I enjoy it myself, having these problems. But, uh, but it, it could limit you in some sense, maybe in, in business or in relationships or other things where, where some other people could just uh, be more uh, confident in a way, because they're more certain about their illusions.
1: Right? that makes sense though that makes sense people who uh, oh I don't want this to I'm going to try and say this in the best way I can but I think a lot of people with strong religious beliefs are very able to very stand strong in their convictions about things without any question like you said there's no like doubt about it They there's certain things that are just yes or no options
0: yeah and, uh, yeah, and today you can go even further because it's, it's pretty popular with this uh, law of attraction. I'm sure in, in the United States you've heard about this yep. uh, concept. And uh, and then you would say that, okay, you're actually determining uh, what is going to happen. It's your it's your making, it's your doing. So so then there is not even, like, difference. Okay, okay so I, I'm going to predict what's going to happen. No, you don't need to predict it. You can just the side you know like you can influence at least in some way uh things that makes uh, sense going some direction yes yeah, i'm thinking about maybe a one version of the law of attraction that is uh, the most like uh, commercial or more uh, superficial one that says that you can just make anything happen just by wanting it and then it's not a question anymore of being right or figuring out the truth but it's about making it uh, yourself
1: you know in in the u.s they call that a lot there's a there's kind of a buzzword which i think meant a lot to begin with but now it's thrown around um a lot which is uh, just manifesting you know like you you yeah. manifest it the yeah. more you talk about it the more you think about it the more likely these things are to happen yeah. But I see that idea being conflated into a lot of silly things recently.
0: Yes, like w- what I can go along with that I certainly uh, would bet on because this is my idea. I'm personally I am I'm I'm a gambler, you know. And um, okay. all this uh, this yeah, I've always been uh, a person that likes gambling and uh, okay. thinking about these things uh, epistemology, uh, At this point, I kind of consider my beliefs uh, as bets. It sounds kind of cynical and and cold, but it doesn't feel like that for me. It just, I have to be honest with the things that that I I don't know. uh, Because if you don't know something for certain, you're still saying that there's a probability that it is wrong, right? Uh, Right. then, Then you're really making a bet. You're really making a bet because if you say there is some probability that this is wrong, but i'm gonna I'm still going to believe it that you're kind of betting one, one outcome uh that you're not certain about it's gambling right
1: no that's absolute, that's actually a fantastic analogy I've never heard before, and I actually really like that that because you're you're absolutely right every every belief is uh, betting on essentially the knowledge that you have on that topic and how much you like your convictions align with that
0: yeah yeah, hmm. yeah that's a, it's a, an idea I've had for a long time but I, I kind of lost I lost uh, uh, where we were in the conversation
1: <laughs> that's okay we've been bouncing that's totally fine um Gosh, we've gone through a few of my notes. So, you know, oh. This
0: is a challenge that sometimes when you, you speak about these things, it's hard to, to, to keep it light enough and to keep it funny. And uh, this is something I have uh, I've been thinking about a lot. And that's why I respect people like we were talking about George Carlin that uh, is able to do that you uh, and actually bring some philosophical uh, value to something and just in such a light funny, relaxed way without feeling this, this big, great, really like feeling of, of importance or uh, heaviness or something that, that might scare many people away.
1: No, that's fair. Um, not something I was thinking about all the last like week of trying to, trying (laughs) to, to, to find a way to get there. Um, with some of these things, uh, Do you find any bit almost of humor in uh, people whose beliefs are so strongly based on – I don't know how to frame the question I'm going for here – Belief in truth and justification are kind of like the three the three things you know. But without any truth or justifications, there's just like running on the pure belief of it for some odd reason. To me, I I find ways to find humor in, in that specifically because it's it's absolutely ridiculous to me,
0: truthfully. Yes. Um, yeah, I think I think there are a lot of fun things that uh, yeah it it's i uh, am i i'm 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 struggling to present it. for for me it's, I, I feel the <laughs> what can you see can you say the 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 feeling of uh, of humor inside of me when I, when i think about these things
1: it makes you laugh yeah
0: it makes me laugh yes and also i laugh often about myself
1: when you catch yourself doing it like yeah, when you, how, when how you who,
0: that I'm doing, like so far with many, yeah I, 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 yeah absolutely i catch myself going so far uh, to do something that i did really don't know uh, anything about it's just like my behavior is just so and i think that's what many comedians do right they observe they make observations yeah uh, of life like science you know show about nothing it's not about nothing it's just they have they don't have a script they're just making a show about anything that that happens in their life they just
1: it's almost like the original podcast kind of
0: Picking out anything and it doesn't really matter what it is, yeah. It's a it's a video, video podcast. You... It was scripted. Larry David wrote it and they did it. No, it was a production like a conventional production in many ways, but it had that element of uh, of genuine comedic aspect. value. Yes, conversation. Well...
1: What was the last time if you can remember one you don't I know this is like might be specific of a question, do you have a time recently you remember catching yourself like almost believing and standing on a pillar that you knew wasn't and that you realized like, oh dang, that's not right, that's not correct yeah that that
0: made me laugh um, yeah, I have a memory of that, but I'm just trying to remember it was that i was laughing about it wasn't that and uh, wasn't that long time ago it was let
1: me see.
0: yeah it was it was actually a time that i was gambling okay yeah it was it was uh, sometime when i i i put some money in because i'm not supposed to gamble you know but i have this problem i can't i can't do that that I right. don't know how to stop, and and uh, but I did put in uh, a little bit to this into this poker account, and I played some poker and I bet on a few games, and I won. I won so much, you know, because sometimes when you win and then you rebet what you win, in a short period of time you can you can multiply your bet, you know, many times. So right. I, I won a bit of money, and uh, and at some point I just kind of bet it all away and lost it.
1: <laughs> oh no, I was going to say, did you walk away or lose it?
0: Yeah, no, you, you get this, uh, we call it uh, tilt in, I don't know, in in Norway, to tilt. It's, it's okay. an English expression, but to tilt is kind of to go over. So the gambler has a point uh, where it tilts, and then he's just like betting in, in an irrational way, right? Right, it's kind 100%. Of like, you're just completely desperate to get a win, and you don't really care. You can't even wait for the right bet, you know? You're just going to... You just go on anything. the next one. Yeah, you're just going to pick anything uh, to bet on that will give you uh, a big enough win to feel good again, right? Okay. Uh, so it's kind of, it's kind of drug, like like drugs, you know? You just want to feel, oh. have, have that feeling, and you're desperately trying to, to recreate that experience of winning. I've heard uh, the
1: dopamine rush from winning and gambling is very similar to most drugs.
0: Yes, and I think that uh, because you actually don't get hangover, right? It, uh, you can Oh, okay. If you really are like this type of I think people are different. Not everybody has have the same kind of weakness, but if you if you have that weakness, I think it can be much worse than 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 drugs.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Bad. It's going to have a financial loss that's much quicker than drugs will be.
0: Yeah, wow. In the sense that you can get more addicted and you can get have more power of you. Of course, you, you won't get the physical damage. Uh, the only damage you get is from staying up late and smoking too many cigarettes. But
1: uh... <laughs> Being in the casino. <laughs> yeah.
0: The bad error uh, circulation.
1: Do you know? I've... I'm not familiar with like European gambling. I mean, are you familiar with like kind of what a typical American yeah. casino looks like in LA? Is that? Yeah. I mean I in Vegas. That,
0: yeah, I think that we we learned about gambling from the American gangster.
1: Right. Is are there, are there casinos oh, yeah, in so it's
0: like pretty much the <laughs> the concept of gambling that we have Yeah, I give you an idea. Like me and my friends when we play poker we play Texas holding. We don't play the right. Italian play America because this this is Hollywood right they, oh it's
1: Hollywood baby
0: yeah they they, they they educated us from we were small children <laughs> we always watched the movie my, my father uh, he was a generation that was completely you know infatuated with the American dream even if they were in Italy that was like the young people's um, dream at that time uh, from many of them, you know, to go to the United States. And uh, my father actually went uh, to, the, to the United States for a couple of years.
1: For a couple of years, you yeah. said?
0: Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar also with the... the, Of course, you know, probably Sergio Leone and the Italian Western movies with um, Clint Eastwood and, and all of those. I... Actually, we'll be honest with movies, you. I didn't but, know. Uh, there was also a, a funny side. There was also... Oh, yeah. Okay. No, so So the in Italy, we have a tradition for making Western movies. Okay. And, I did not uh, know yeah, that. And all the greatest Western movies, those with Clint Eastwood, they're actually uh, – most of the scenes are made in, in Rome or around in Italy. And really? This famous uh, these famous uh, directors, Sergio Leone, Sergio Corbucci, but there was also like a funny, um, a funny, what can you say, that a comedic element to the movies. The word uh, escapes for me. The trend in this kind of, uh, yeah, there was some of the movies that were made kind of like a parody, like, and you can see, yeah, also, you know, the very much the uh, desire to, to be American and to make American movies from shoot them up
1: cowboys. <laughs>
0: yeah, so they love the West. You know the the. Wild West, all the American,
1: you know. Uh, well, that's where I that's where I live in the heart of, to be honest with you.
0: But
1: yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm in Utah, which is not completely on the West Coast, um, but inland of the West, a bit right in the the chunk of kind of the American Desert, and right where it meets up to a giant mountain range, the Rocky Mountains. So I'm kind of right at that confluence there. So I've always understood the whole like the the whole Western thing. I've just always laughed at how it's been portrayed in the movies.
0: Yeah, I I, I probably don't know anything about the, the real, uh, you know, uh, culture of the West. I everything I know is from is from the movies. <laughs> of
1: course, just like were, I don't yeah. know about the real cultures of the rest of the world.
0: Yeah, no. How long? Kind of, you get kind of a caricature this but there was a big uh, a big desire I among mean, Italian people there still is to to live the the american dream i was going to
1: ask you that actually and i was trying to find a way to segue it into a decent way you said your your father was really into the idea of the american dream and Am no, i no
0: actually no no he was not there because of that um go ahead he he did grow up with that thing all of him and his brothers and he did go go to united states but he did he did go for other reasons uh right he was in this uh, he was in this religious group and uh, okay yeah and they they ultimately brought him to the united states but uh, but i remember that uh, you know also in all the songs from that time from the 80s also the 70s uh, right in Italy, there was this big attraction towards them. Well, I guess more with my question and uh, and really, go ahead. I think that uh, yeah. No, no, sorry, sorry.
1: No, no, no. I was just, I was just curious because, like, as an American, I feel like in my view on America, even in just a short time, has like collapsed. And going from like a land of greatness To just kind of a little bit of what the fuck's going on And so I've been curious about uh, The outside perspective of somebody Who was like Had that initial Like I don't want to say romanticize But like View of the American dream And if that still holds outside of the U.S. Because me here as somebody in the U.S. I'm like that shit has collapsed That doesn't exist anymore Yeah I think I'm I'm getting pretty bad audio from you right now. By the way,
0: uh, dropping. Yeah, out, that's on it. to it. I can connect the, the cable to the computer because you can you can just edit this out. Oh okay.
1: yeah, we can. This is this is just fine. You I I can hear you back right now.
0: Good okay. I'm gonna keep it like this. No, so so yes. Um, I think that uh, it, it, it was uh, something that uh, um, was not really uh, achievable, you know? Like, okay, that's what you mean by the American dream. One thing is to see a Western movie or another American movie and uh, wanting to be like the people. I, I am actually really interested in this thing about influence. I, I need to tell you this, that before I started uh, with philosophy, uh, I wanted to do business. I went to business school, and I was uh, a real estate agent. And I was very interested in marketing. And how you could sell okay. things, influence people. And and I think that uh, and that's why I chose also now to start this thing with comedy and entertainment because I think that actually that entertainment and movie is and uh, and comedy influences people much more than than they think and that uh, conquering the world as uh, Hollywood or the United States have done has been uh, um, really like uh, based on uh, making entertainment more than it is on military power or anything like that.
1: Oh, our biggest, uh, the US's biggest export is 100% entertainment.
0: Yeah. I agree with that. So I think that Uh, this is my logic, you know? So I thought that I'm going to learn from that. And so if I want to bring something out to people, I should do the same. I shouldn't uh, try to be in the university writing more papers or, or publishing a book. But I should try to, to make entertainment and make people laugh and, and do something like that. And maybe then I will be able to reach more people.
1: I think I think so. I think the medium of gaining knowledge and this is one thing i I learned actually last night when i was kind of just trying to brief up on epistemology was that um one of the ever-changing aspects of it is the way people gain knowledge has been increasingly changing over you know the past whatever x amount of time um just being that you know before everything was just oral tradition and you had to sit down and now considering how much you can learn just through your cell phone like the the interface of gaining knowledge has changed so much over time that that kind of changes your uh the what's the word i'm looking for the um the the ideas on how that knowledge is gained
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm really interested in that. Like, how do you know what you know? And I think it's funny because people get really upset and and angry sometimes if you if you ask them um, about how they know what they they claim to know or what they say they know.
1: Because um, they know that the, they they know that their source is not very credible.
0: Yeah, maybe, but the, I don't know if they they are actually admitting it to themselves, of what's going on there, because I think that that's why they killed Socrates, you know, know if, you're, if you're familiar with Socrates, you thought about this, the first philosopher you know? and uh, yeah, father of philosophy, and they killed him because of this, because he was always asking people, but yeah, you say you know this, you say you know that, how, how do you know it, can you, can you explain it to me, and people get really defensive, <laughs> they get really angry when you do this, and it's kind of funny. Is does he not really attack them? Really threaten them? In the
1: U.S., one of the most popular like trans this is, and this is not like good. I don't think is one of the biggest like uh, knowledge transferring bases is Facebook. Unfortunately, Um, people just will like believe anything that their neighbor Dale posts on Facebook as truth, you know, and it's, it's, it's wild. Once you, these people, especially like considering COVID stuff, they're talking about how like these people who are refusing to uh, get vaccinated or wear masks or do any of the preventative measures. And when asked about like, well, why don't you do that? It's like, well, because, you know, I, it, when it really comes down to it, it's like, I read this Facebook post. Well, who was it from? Like, oh, this person I go to church with. And it's like, ah, wh- how do you even begin to view that as credible?
0: Yeah. No, I agree completely. So, so uh, that's completely crazy. And uh, there's been a lot of that, uh, you know, now also with social media and the Internet, giving the opportunity for every, anybody to, to make something and to make it look kind of like yeah. that. Is it the so same? Is, my, friend, is uh, it? my friend just got in the door, so I, I got distracted. I'm sorry. So No, you're I, just fine. I want to say, as a philosopher, I have to say, in respect to that, that um, that um, I would go even further and say that uh, also the other sources of information and knowledge should be questioned Uh yeah
1: news sources and a lot more such. Than, they are,
0: than they are in the sense that of course you have the yeah everything like uh, uh, even the academic society community and scientists I have a pretty much experience you know in the university and uh, personally i'm not like uh, completely convinced by anything that um, the scientific community so to speak agrees on so so of course I, i'm critical of both of both uh, things, as long as they're claiming some authority, you know, to say that you should just do this because I know better than you. Um,
1: maybe sometimes <laughs> that's a
0: good argument. Uh, but, but I need to trust you, right? So, so the trust must be based on something. And... Um,
1: I would believe that if a firefighter said that to me truthfully. There's like few people that if they came up to me and were like trust me we're doing it my way, I'd be like okay yeah you're right.
0: Yeah, yeah sometimes you have to do that. I had this experience. I had uh, I have three children, you know. Okay. And so uh, when it comes to the birth, you don't feel really confident, you know, <laughs> doing it yourself. You go to the hospital, right? <laughs> the doctor
1: pretty much tells you to get out of the way.
0: Yeah, and uh, we had complications uh, okay. all times, all three times, and it was pretty intense. And also, the I, I'm sure, like in my opinion, at least, they they also did made some mistake. They didn't do everything in the best way. Uh, okay. but of course, I'm very very happy that uh, that there was an hospital and that they did what they did because if they weren't there, it would have been much worse. Um, yeah. And in that case, of course, I would have to just give over my wife and, uh, you know, the faith of my children based on the trust that they know better than me, and yep. that it, uh, with me. Hmm. So, that's it. But uh, I, I have to do it when I have to do it. That's crazy.
1: Just handing it completely over.
0: Everything. I, I would prefer the scientists to explain it. I can understand it. Then I really trust it. If not, uh, it's it's more difficult.
1: It absolutely is.
0: Yeah. So no, I I hope that I didn't get <laughs> too serious. In you're uh, good. Well. You're and, good. Uh, I'm I'm an amateur. I'm just starting out, and I'm appreciating. The chance to 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 practice
1: no you're absolutely good um can i ask you an extremely absurd question go ahead go ahead
0: yeah for sure that's what that's
1: what okay so i'm going to give you a little context before i ask this on one of our first episodes we brought a guest on who's one of my friends and he kind of just He's he's a he's a funny dude that likes to ask ridiculous things, and he asked us a question that we have now been asking every guest that's come on to our podcast. Okay. Um. How many third graders do you think you could take in a fight?
0: Third graders.
1: Yes, so third graders in the U.S., that's about eight to nine years old.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm just thinking, because my son, he is... Uh,
1: <laughs> oh no, that's so bad, because you have kids that age, that makes this question horrible.
0: No, no, it's a, it's a hypothetical question. Philosophers, they know how to detach from thought experiments, you know, we, we, we can do worse than that
1: so this one in this in this thought experiment, there's no morals about whether you you would be willing to fight these third graders. It's essentially you're lined up in a field kind of like an old war two lines you know what i mean how how many third graders could you take in a fight across from you
0: yeah it's like so so it's like you you're, it would be the same if you could say that there were uh, you can say a human a robot that is just a strong. And uh, enable as a third grader, if you want to make yes, it, like, yes, so yes, and
1: also, equivalent. yeah. But I'm also talking. This is a random so sample you of your
0: strength in, in, in that you're just measuring
1: that. Yeah, but also, I want it to be the the other thing is it's kind of a random sample of 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 kids that age so like some might run away in fear you know so you don't even have to fight them you know what i mean like some are fast some are slow
0: yeah like uh, i could scare so many of them away for sure so uh, they could they could be many but like if the ones that would actually fight with me i couldn't take i'm just thinking about when i'm playing with my children i have one that is uh, three years old one that is five and one that is seven Okay, and three of them together, they could actually like uh, make it difficult for me uh, if they wanted. Okay, but, but it's like it wouldn't be a match, but would still be much much stronger and
1: <laughs> much stronger. I
0: think, I think maybe thirty, thirty third It's because I think like did you say thirty? Yes. I think that's my
1: exact answer. I can't believe yeah. you said that. I, my exact answer every single time I said this is I believe that I could take thirty third graders. I've been consistent on this. People tell me they think I'm crazy and I'm like, no, I really think I could do 30. So I am like, I can't tell you how stoked I am. You had the exact same number.
0: Yeah. And it's funny because I, I, I thought about that after you said that some might run away and I said, yes, like I'm going to run away for sure. So I don't have to fight more than, Fifteen maximum, maybe
1: even maximum. no. So yeah. Oh yeah, man, this is awesome! I can't tell you how happy I am because I get a lot of guests on here who is like, "You couldn't take two or three a max." I'm like, "No, nah, I think I could." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's how we—that's how we lighten oh, it up max. at the end here. Yeah.
0: So actually, i, I can ask my friend this one. Well. My friend just got in; is is coming. Oh, please. Here a bit early so it's Vladimir and, can, uh, can,
1: can he tell me how many third graders he would, thinks he could take in a fight
0: so Vladimir you're you're on a podcast they prepared for nothing podcast and they've been so nice to have me as a guest today so they would like to ask you a question to say hello
1: I'm. Hello? I'm not here. Uh, hello. Can I hear you? Can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can hear you now. But uh, you know, once in a while, the sound just goes away. I don't know why it happens, but it's, been it's
1: happening it's, all the time. It's it's discord, unfortunately. um International. Sometimes it gets funky. uh Let's. Can are we a little better now, though? Yeah, I think we're
0: back. So here's
1: Vladimir. Okay.
0: Maybe
1: he has a different answer. Vladimir, how many uh in if in theory in a fight, how many uh no ethics of fighting them, but how many uh third graders or eight year olds do you think you could take in a fight? He's a big guy. He said thirty, I would
0: maybe be forty, Forty? Yeah, he's saying, if I can take 30, then he can take 40, you know, because he's bigger than me.
1: <laughs> okay, that's the, the, the that's the best answer I've ever heard.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 uh, he's, uh, yeah. he's, he's uh, from... Go ahead. Serbia. So he's also putting weapons into the calculations now. I'm thinking oh, he's we- Serbia, you're so he also, he also counting in maybe if they have weapons or not? Or...
1: <laughs> Dude, does, if he has weapons, then the kid's get to have weapons too.
0: Okay, I think if everybody have weapons, we, we are we are worse off. You know, because <laughs> 30, 38 years old with weapons, I don't think you can stop
1: no no i think i think you're better in just fists because you could like yeah. kind of run away and they would have to chase you and only the fastest one would get to you you know what i mean so you can kind of cherry pick them
0: yeah and you have to use the, the the animal yeah and you have to play on their instincts you know the, the lion doesn't really fight all the animals you know he just scares them yeah roaring you know?
1: so. scream and run at them with your fist up and see how many just run away
0: Show your size
1: and puff up a little bit. <laughs> Gorilla instincts. <laughs> yeah. Awesome.
0: Hey, yeah, will we use... I us- think... Go I ahead. Think, uh, Vladimir would take more... Uh, big. Vladimir,
1: Vladimir take... He's,
0: uh, he's a big guy and he has a lot more experience.
1: Okay, well, Vladimir so far is our champion third-grade fighter of the uh, Prepared for Nothing podcast. Great. That's good to hear. <laughs> righty, my man. Well, we've hit the hour mark, which is what we, what we go for here. So, um, I think at this point, I, man, I read, go ahead.
0: I appreciate the, the chance to, to be on your podcast. Uh, I've been listening a little bit, um, to some of the other podcasts that you had and I thought it was, uh, it was nice. Um, uh, conversation and uh, good tone humor so i hope maybe we could do something else in the future yeah Yeah, i could i would love my podcast when i have more
1: awesome hey i would love to also you know you're you're more than welcome to come on for another episode um just with some travel things we got a couple stuff coming up with my crew here but um, I would I would love to actually see if I can get you on again yeah. with uh my other two people and we can kind of have a little four way conversation. Um, but I I think it was I think it was great today.
0: Yeah, it's day. You yeah. know, you can you can have the same guest many times and it just gets better and better. Yes, dude you know a little bit about me so you can think about how to use me
1: next time. <laughs> yes, I think I think this could definitely be recurring. I know how to get in touch with you. I really appreciate you reaching out to to us um to give us this opportunity to bring you on. I think it's been an absolutely fun episode. A little knowledgeable too, so. Tell tell Vladimir to stay away from the uh third graders today, all right? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. We'll keep him uh, We'll keep him away.
1: <laughs> All right, guys.
0: Great. Thank you awesome. so much. Have a great night.
1: Nope. You Bye-bye. too, guys. Have a good one. Bye.